y'all. Welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. I am your host, Heather McFadden, and this is the place where I get to walk alongside you and connect you with people and resources so you know that you don't mom alone. And in this episode, number 348, I get to introduce you to one of my new friends, Rachel Wade. No one gets tired of hearing that, you know, like no one gets tired of hearing encouragement. No one gets tired of being honored. You know, they're like, they're not like, oh, that's enough. Please stop. You know, like we all need that uh, to keep us going and not a note like way to where we get to like, oh, think too much of ourselves, but it's calling out what God has put in us. And that is not a sin. We need to be reminded of how he's gifted us, of how he's made us, and we can do that for each other. And so almost to the form of like, and when you're with someone, it could be the best of friend or somebody new in your life, call out what God has put in them. Tell them how specifically they're doing a great job or what you're seeing in their work or what you're seeing in their mothering. Uh, It never gets old. And I guarantee you that it will not only make their day, but it will keep them going. Like that little piece of encouragement or calling out could be the difference. And if they decide to continue on in a dream or how they parent their kids, I mean, it. there's a lot of weight to our words. Rachel practices what she preaches. She is the ultimate encourager in my life. Almost daily, she's up in my DMs, sharing a word of encouragement, cheerleading me along, and I know I'm not the only one she's doing that for. And you may be thinking, but I'm just not like that. I'm not built that way. And that's okay. Today's conversation is around a virtue that all of us are called to as followers of Christ. And something that we could put a little focus on, particularly this holiday season, it's the virtue of honor. And it's something that God has been pricking Rachel's heart about. And I thought it'd be great if she shared with all of us. Um, I hope it is an encouragement to you on how to be. I know for me, it's really hard when I'm tired I'm stressed with the kids to put on an attitude of honor for those around me. And I fail frequently, but uh, it's the intention, right? That's what matters. It's not our perfection. And so I am thankful to share Rachel with you. Please connect with her in the show notes. Connect with her community also. It's called Olive Us. Olive like an olive tree. All of Us. And it's a collection of everyday women of faith who recount their stories to remember the goodness and faithfulness of God. Great stuff. All right, let's get right to it. Here we go. Rachel, welcome to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. Ah, I'm so excited to be here with you, Heather. This is full circle for me in so many different ways. And I'm just so honored to be here with you today. Sporting your Don't Mom Alone sweatshirt even. Yes. If they could see me, they would see the, <laughs> oh, they would see the OG Don't Mom Alone sweatshirt, which is, you know, we were talking before we got on here, you know, it's the comfiest, like it's super comfy. I throw it on and it's actually been like a great conversation piece when I'm out and about, just so you know, like, what does that mean? And where do you, you're out and about in San Francisco. I am. So I, we have been living and loving here in San Francisco for eight years And uh, this is a place that we call home. You know, this is, I'm originally from Texas, so I always got to shout that out, Uh, Texas girl. But yeah, San Francisco is the place where we're rooted and we feel called to be here. So yeah, awesome to be here. Well, I'm excited to share what God has been putting on your heart and it's related to your own story. So tell us a little bit about your journey, your faith journey and where God's brought you from and through. 
Yeah, absolutely. So like I said, born um, in Fort Worth, Texas, raised in the area. I was a soccer player. Uh, they got So I got me out of Texas. I went to Ohio for university and graduated from the University of Cincinnati, met my husband, went through a whole bunch of life before I met him, uh, but ended up out in San Francisco about eight years ago and was in the marketing and physician relations arm of life and did a bunch of events, Heather. And then when I got to San Francisco and got pregnant, things changed. <laughs> and I began to say, God, I, I know you're leading me in a different direction. What does this look like? And so I led mom's group at my local church here in San Francisco for many, many years. And it was just um, such a precious time in my life. That's when I found your Don't Mom Alone sweatshirt. And that phrase really championed me and the mamas at my local church for so many years, just being reminded that we are not to do life alone and it's better together and uh, that we had each other's backs and just began to feel a real compassion for the mamas in my life and began to do a little bit more teaching and as I've been doing that and studying the word and getting closer to him, God is like, there's more. I got more for you, sister. And so that's looked like me starting um, a ministry called All of Us. Fell in love with the olive tree, fell in love with how God brought it up in scripture. And literally one day while I was vacuuming, um, I screamed to my husband, babe, whatever I do, whatever that means, I want to include the olive tree uh, because it's such a good depiction of us as followers of Christ being connected to our source, which is Jesus and each other. You know, we can't flourish without one another. We need each other. We need him. Olive tree is peace, friendship, it's togetherness, it's strength. And so I created a ministry out of that. So here, here I am. That's kind of me in a nutshell. It's awesome. And we appreciate you. You're a champion, a cheerleader, an encourager for me personally. And, you know, I'd love to hear about what God has on your heart lately. Um, your own family journey. We're all heading into the holidays and it brings up family of origin things and challenges and interactions with our own kids, but interactions with our extended family. And so, yeah, talk to us through that a little bit. Absolutely. And you know, family stuff is, is hard anyway, but now that we are still in a pandemic, um, gathering together again and holidays brings up all sorts of emotions and feelings, um, sadness, grief, um, but also joy and, and happiness to be together. And, one of the things that God's really been working on me, um, Heather, with is just the idea of honor. So we know that honoring is to, you know, have high respect, high esteem to show respect. You know, that is shows up in scripture all the time. We're honoring our father. We're, you know, one of the Ten Commandments is to honor our father and mother. And we're very familiar with the idea of honor, but I think God's showing me something different in my own life. And so as I have um, been at Camp Well, where I serve um, with a bunch of, of women to help encourage others, and I just got back from the Azer Collective with Joe Saxon, which is a leadership intensive, and I saw two really good examples of women honoring other women. And that kind of spurred me to say, okay, God, like, what are you showing me here with honor? You know, what are you showing me with the, those that are, you know, that are in our lives and our every day? And he brought me to a ton of scriptures just about how he honored the woman at the well. And he stopped what he was doing to, you know, honor those that needed to be healed or sick or whatever. And when we think about our families, it's no different. Like we think about being together and 
how honor is so important, um, even with our kids. Like I think about getting down on the floor and giving my full attention to my children. Like that's showing honor in my everyday or putting my phone away, you know, and actually focusing on my children. That is showing them honor. And so it kind of got to me where I was like, okay, God, you're showing me that not only should we honor those that are above us and that we're leaving beside, but we can also honor our children and we can also honor our neighbor. And this is a, a practical um, thing that we can do to show honor. And it's one of the most loving things that we can do for one another. So when we get with our families, first of all, take a few deep breaths <laughs> and pause um, and take time for you mamas um, when you're out there, but also honor those that you're with. And that can just mean sitting with them and loving them and being right where you are. So that's what God's been teaching me. Honor those that you're with. When you're in the holidays, take a couple of deep breaths and get with your kids, get with your family, get curious about what's been going on in their life. Just sit with them and show them honor. I think the the shift in our schedule can allow for this kind of choice. Sometimes it feels like we're doing all the things and when we have a quote unquote break, I know for moms, yeah. there's no such thing, but a shift in our dailiness, we can even shift our interaction style with our kids and not feel like it's going to be as clunky. It might be clunky for a little bit. I was telling you that the word honor, I forgot I interacted with that concept when my kids were really little because of Scott Taransky. I've had him on the show before related to anger, but he talks about honor, teaching it to your kids related to treating each other special, mm. going beyond what's expected, doing beyond what's expected. So if you're, if you're desiring that from your children towards you, then you kind of need to model it in your interactions with your parents, Absolutely. Um, going beyond what's expected, not just responding, but responding with kindness, treating them special, not as an annoyance when they ask the seventh question that you've answered. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and so I, I totally agree. Like it's this perspective shift, this concept that we know is biblically based and quote unquote, we should, mm -hmm. but I think it's good to bring to front of mind as we are all re-engaging people and sometimes hard people to, wow. even if they have wronged us in the past to consider treating them special Mm -hmm. Or even if our child, <laughs> we want a little space from right? to do beyond what's expected, you know, so they ask us to maybe put a straw in a Capri Sun. Could we do it and not just toss it to them, but look them in the eye and say, I love you. You know what I mean? Like a moment it's, it's convicting me to consider how I can do this as we're heading into our Thanksgiving holiday. Um, and then even just the other activities of Christmas coming up just to keep front of mind. Absolutely. And you know, Heather, honor doesn't discriminate. Like it's yeah. not, like you said, it is not, well, they've been nice to me or they've been kind, or we're in a good, we're in a good place. <laughs> so I need to show them honor. It's like, no, God calls us to honor all of the time, no matter mm. the situation, no matter the person, no matter how they've wronged us. Um, that is a part of our Christian walk. That is what he did. And so as best we can, and we won't get it right all the time. We're not perfect beings, but if we go in and we lead with honor, and like you said, show, be the model to our children as well, 
honor begets honor. It, yeah. it get, it's contagious. When you see other people honoring um, people in different ways, whether that's through um, an expressive love or encouragement, you are like, ooh, I, I want to do that too. Like I, I want to, I want to, uh, that's a great idea. I mean, you, it's just, it's one of those contagious things. And that's what I love about Jesus is that when we are modeling him, that rubs off on other people. You don't even have to say his name, but how you treat people, how you love people, how you honor people, that is made note of by believers and non-believers. And that essentially is what's going to bring people to him. And isn't yeah. that what our, we're supposed to be doing? Supposed to. Supposed, supposed to. to. Supposed to. I think it's this choice. Like you said, you started encouraging people and you realized you wanted to say to them the things mm -hmm. that you were thinking. So we think these things about our friends or our kids or our, our parents, friends, and we, I already said friends, but we think them and we think they know that we're thinking them, but we don't share them. Right. So help us overcome that step of we're thinking it, but we're not saying it. What keeps us from taking that step? Right. So I think we forget sometimes that, uh, people don't already know the amazing things about them. <laughs> we just think, oh, well, they do this amazing. They, 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 surely they know that they're a good communicator. Surely they know that they're a great crafty mom with you know, awesome ideas to bring their kids around the table. But what we need to remember is that it never gets old. Like it never gets old to uh, be told, hey, Heather, you are great at bringing people around the table. Or, you know, I love the way that you, you know, create an atmosphere for people that walk into your home. Like you just do that so well. No one gets tired of hearing that, <laughs> you know, yeah. like no one gets tired of hearing encouragement. No one gets tired of being honored. You know, they're like, they're not like, oh, that's enough. Please stop. You know, like we yeah. all need that uh, to keep us going. And not a note, like way to where we get to like, oh, think too much of ourselves, but it's calling out what God has put in us. And that is not a sin. We need to be reminded of how he's gifted us, of how he's made us, and we can do that for each other. And so almost to the form of like, and when you're with someone, it could be the best of friend or somebody new in your life, call out what God has put in them. Tell them how specifically they're doing a great job or what you're seeing in their work or what you're seeing in their mothering. Uh, it never gets old. And I guarantee you that it will not only make their day, but it will keep them going. Like that little piece of encouragement or calling out could be the difference. And if they decide to continue on in a dream or how they parent their kids, I mean, it, there's a lot of weight to our words. And so why not just go into every um, situation and every person that we cross paths with, with calling out what God's put in them? That's something that we can do. You might have heard about Rothy's best-selling Point and Flat. In fact, People Magazine named the Point the best flat for their first ever Style Awards 2021. But did you know they also make insanely comfortable sneakers, loafers, ankle boots, Mary Janes, and more? I have loved my Point flats. They are not only comfortable, but wash after wash, they come out looking great, no longer stinking from my terrible stinky feet. There, I said it. And I've had them for over a year and they look brand new. So this holiday season, you can take the guesswork out of gifting 
because Rothy's has something for everyone. Either treat yourself, a gift from your kids or your husband to you, or find the perfect gift for a loved one with their ultra comfortable washable shoes. And you know that Rothy's is also making things better for the planet. They've repurposed millions of water bottles into their signature thread that goes into every single one of their products. So it's durable, classic, sustainably crafted, and washable. They'll love it for years and years to come. And if you want to win the gift game this season with Rothy's Shoes and Accessories, get $20 off, $20, y'all, off your first purchase at rothys.com slash DMA with extended returns and exchanges through the holidays. That's rothys, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash DMA. We could shift the tone of the holiday experience Absolutely. to the extended family. Because mm-hmm. you know how it is. It just mm-hmm. takes one little person stirring right. the pot of pointing out the problem <laughs> of the other person. And then it just, that grows. The criticism grows. The right. side talk and the back talk. I've gotten caught up in that. What yeah. a holiday, like for you, do you have challenges with your family where you have to, you know, get some supernatural? Or does this just come super easy to you and you're like, it's not hard to, encourage and be a light? You know, I think that I would say that I'm a work in progress. I would say that (laughs) I would say that uh, it comes much easier to me now than it did. But Mm. I think we all have those sticky moments, you know, those finger pointing moments where you're like, oh, that kind of got under my skin or, oh, we don't agree on whatever it is, right? Because that's the other thing, Heather, is we're going to get around tables with family members that may not believe like we believe, may have different, um, you know, political views, you know, may have made different decisions about the vaccine. I mean, right. I mean, this is what happens when we all come around the table. And so to kind of, before you go into these situations, I did like remind yourself, like, this is a, you know, a potential conversation. How am I going to navigate this? And then pray your way before you even get around that table. (laughs) That would be my advice. But, you know, I think you also have to say, okay, God, how am I going to rise above? Like, how am I going to be the one? And I, and sometimes Heather, I can get very, um, why do I always have to be the one to steer the conversation, (laughs) you know, in a positive way? And why am I always, I always the one to do it. And it's like, because Rachel, because (laughs) God has called you to be the one to steer the conversation in a positive direction or, you know, or in a more loving way. And so you may be the one, you know, you may be the one in your family, but I think going into it and saying, okay, God, you are with me, guide me in these conversations when I start to get a little bit testy, remind me that I can walk away, take five, you know, bite my tongue, come back to it. Uh, but just to lead with love. And again, circling back to honor, if we're going in with a posture of, of honoring those that we're with, regardless of what they may or may not say or how they treat us, I believe that we're going to come out on the other side and, and be able to pick out the good parts of that family dinner or that family interaction and say, God, thank you for, you know, this uncle, this aunt, this mother, this, you know, cousin and keep it moving after the holidays are done. (laughs) Well, that posture, that posture of, okay, I'm going to treat them special in this difference in this disagreement or in this way they see different. If you don't come in blazing, as an adversary, but as, okay, I'm going to treat them. I'm going to do above what's expected. The expected is to low blow and Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. fight. Not that you can't, you can't hold your own. You can still hold your own and you can still have your beliefs, but maybe that posture shift will yes. change how that interaction goes. You know what I mean? Right. So you mentioned that this concept of honor and we talk about how it's, you know, honor your parents, but that God honors us. Talk to us about that. How did you see that when you studied scripture so that we get, you know, we were strangers. Okay. With God, we were aliens, adversaries, and he honored us. So how? Well, he honored us by sending his son, right? First and foremost to earth, because he knew we needed a savior savior. So he sent Jesus who is, you know, love clothed in the physical because he knew we needed to be side by side with him. And from the moment that, that Jesus touched down, like he continued to show us that he honored us by coming close to us. And so you see this often in scripture, you see how he came close to the woman at the well, you know, going through Samaria when he could have gone the actual going through Samaria was not the shortcut. It was actually the long way, but he was intentional about, about cutting through Samaria and coming close to that woman at the well, you see how he honored the woman that touched his cloak in a crowd of people. Right. Um, but stops, you know, the disciples are telling him, let's keep it moving Jesus. And he's like, no, like uh, somebody touched my, who touched my cloak, you know? Yeah. And so um, to see how he is constantly stopping and being present with people and foregoing even the mission ahead for the one, right? You see him constantly going back to the one, the one who's disenfranchised, the one that no one wants nothing to do with, looks into their eyes, listens to them. I mean, these are all characteristics of a loving and compassionate Jesus. And so we show, I mean, he shows us time and time again, how he honored people, period. And so we can go comb through scripture and and see how Jesus honored. And so just because he's not a, a high priest that sits on a throne and is so far away, he's so close to us in that same way, we know that we can do this and we're called to do this uh, for one another. And again, he does not discriminate. And I love how God just doesn't tell us what to do, but he models it for us. And so to come close to people, people that are not like us, um, to pull up chairs at tables with those that are not like us, that we maybe don't understand, that we need to get curious about is so important as a body of believers. And Jesus is the best model for this. And so he honored us by coming close and seeing us and we can do the same. It's hard at times, but we can do hard work. We can do hard things. Um, He's called us to do hard things. And and I believe that um, if we focused on this as individuals, my God, what would our world be like? Well, the, the secular realm is encouraging one another to see the the worker the restaurant worker in a system that's very understaffed how much more can those carrying the presence of god with them going out into the world set aside our comfort and our convenience mm. and our control and see the person in front of us who's doing what they are you know assigned to do and encourage them say a word treat them special instead of expecting to be treated special by the person serving us. How can you say, Hey, we're about to pray for dinner. Could we pray something for you? My friend, Cordy DeFeo, she had a light them up over the holidays and had all these ideas of things you could do with your kids. Love it. You know, go to the target or the Walmart and pass out 
candy canes or treat. Nobody likes, I don't like candy canes. Do you like candy canes? I don't <laughs> no, like, I don't unless they're like yeah. jelly bean flavored or Starburst flavored. I don't not profan it. Maybe, maybe get some yummy ones and pass them around to the kids as the mom shopping or to the workers, or I see you, I'm going to treat you special, bring some flowers, pass them out. There's so many ideas that you mm-hmm. can honor the people. And I think that in the survival mode of the last two years, we just hunker down yeah. and make a space to feel good mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and yeah. stop seeing the stranger yes. and stop loving and stop honoring. And so I love this, what God's put this on your heart, because my view with this show is not to add to the to-do list, but more yes. of how to be and mm-hmm. how, how to be is not cost money. What it costs you is yourself. And yes. we're told to die to self every day. Yeah, because we did on the cross and we've been raised to life, buried and raised to life when Christ was raised from the dead. And so we have this gift, this invitation that we get to carry the risen Lord wherever we go. And so I'm thankful that you're bringing it to mind because I think, honestly, it's something I'm going to hold as I go into the holidays, something I'm going to repeat, kind of like those little breath prayers, like I'm going to breathe in. Yes. God's love. (laughs) For me, and I'm going to breathe out honor and love for others, you know? Right. Yeah. I think about too, as you're talking about your neighbor, like your physical neighbor is part of that, right? Yeah. But yep. the neighbor across the internet airwaves is also your neighbor. But a dear friend of mine that you also know, Shauna Pilgrim, she wrote a book called Love Where You Live. And she's one of my mentors, friends, teachers. And, you know, she's allowed me to see um, what honor looks like in all different ways, you know, from the stranger to your neighbor. And so figuring out what that looks like for you and your family, it doesn't have to be like the next to do for you, but simply out of the overflow of the love that you, you know, have received from Jesus. And as we are, you know, reading our word and we're singing our worship songs to the Lord, like out of that overflow, out of the abundance, that's how we love our neighbors. And so, you know, I think about how I'm the people person and and I want to bring people together all the time, but my husband, he's not like that, but how he shows love to our neighbor is cutting their hedges, you know, for the single mom that lives next door or, you know, cleaning out, you know, the, the older, the elderly people that live on the other side of us, their, their driveway. Like this is a way that he chooses to love and honor our neighbors. And it looks different than me. And so for somebody out there, that's like, I don't have all this time, or I'm a more private person. There's something for you (laughs) because we're all called to honor and love our neighbor in some form or fashion. It might look different than what it looks like for you, Heather, or for me, but I guarantee you that if we're open to it, God is going to show us exactly how to love the people and honor the people that are around us, you know, no matter where they are. And so I hope that that's an encouragement. No, I love that. I want to hear some more ways that Shauna, that you watch Shauna do it because she did write the book on it. She did write the book on it. And, uh, you know, she's the practice of presence. I think you mentioned that a second ago, like being present with the people that are, you know, in the grocery store line or simply, you know, calling out the clerk's name whenever they're checking you out. I mean, these are really simple things that I used to not do because I'm just so, you know, we're so hurried. It's like, I need to hurry and do this. I've got a 30 minute time block to, before I go pick up the kids at school. And we all know how that is. And I'm not saying that every conversation has to be like super deep, but what I can 
can do is I can pause for a moment. I can look that that store clerk in her eyes, Heather, and I can call her by her name and just say, how's your day going? You know, like that's something very simple that I can implement here in the city in San Francisco. It's so it's not like the South where you're saying hi to everybody all the time. <laughs> and so um, me, even me walking down the sidewalk and looking in people's faces and saying, hello, how are you today? Like that's revolutionary. If you're in a city and you're listening to this podcast, like that could be a way that you love your neighbor, you know? And so that then there's the ways that where we give, right? And we're, we're, we're giving financial blessings and there's different ways that we do it, but our posture as believers should always be one of honoring and that honoring looks different for all of us. And so yeah, teaching our kids and, and allowing them to come along too, um, showing them what it means to honor their classmates and their teachers, like around, uh, what is it, Teacher Appreciation Day. Like I always have my kids um, write cards or, or do stuff like that and, and kind of bring them along. Like, you know, our family shows honor, you know, mm -hmm. like this is for them being four and seven, this is a way that we can, you know, train them up so that they're, they know that this is just a normal, natural part of how we love and lead in our cities. They're watching. They're watching when you interact with the stranger. I went to the grocery store with one of my boys and I was talking to all the different people. He's like, mom, it's like a TV, like, you know, all these characters in a TV show, like you're telling me all their stories. And I said, I come here every week. These are yes. my people. Yes. And I saw, a, I went a different time, like at night the other day. And I did that where I was talking to her and we had a whole conversation and I'm so thankful because I left a whole bag of groceries and it had the most expensive things I bought, like Ugh. stuff you should buy at Target or Walmart. And I bought it at the grocery. So it's extra expensive. Yes. Oh yeah. And so she, I went home, I did the dinner thing and I um, came back and she said, I knew you'd be back. I put mm -hmm. them right under here. They hadn't put it back and they hadn't put it away. They, you know, she knew. And because we had a conversation and it's not like, oh, let's do it so that we're selfish. I'm just saying. It matters. It, matters. it doesn't happen, happen as often as you would think. And mm -hmm. moms, be encouraged. You are missionaries right where you are every day, yes. every day, wherever you're going. And I know we do a lot of online shopping now, but we're going to be out and about a yes. little bit this holiday season. Okay. So we're going to honor. Okay. We're going to honor. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> we are going to honor. <laughs> This next sponsor is really easy for me to talk about because I have a skylight frame that I've given my husband's parents and my mom, and I use it all the time. When I take a great picture of the kids or something from the past, a memory, I can super easily email that picture to the Skylight email account, and it shows up in their frame, on their counter. They can like it. It's repeating all the pictures. It's a great way to stay in touch with parents. So if you are looking for the perfect gift that's gonna make your mom, your dad, your grandma feel like they're right there with you during the holidays, check out the Skylight frame. It is so easy to set up in under 60 seconds. You just plug it in and you use that touch screen to connect to the wireless network and enjoy. It's so easy for other people too. You just share that email with siblings, extended relatives, and they can send pictures to the skylight frame. Even my sister-in-law in England can send 
my in-laws pictures because of the skylight frame. There's a 100% satisfaction guaranteed. If you do not love the skylight, they will offer you a full refund. You could even preload it with your favorite photos for a personalized gift. It has a 10-inch touchscreen. You can swipe through the photos or like I said, you can tap it and thank the person. It'll send them an email to let you know that they saw the picture. Now, as a special offer, you can get $10 off the purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com and enter the code DMA. That's right, get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame. Just go to skylightframe.com and enter the code DMA. That's Skylight, S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T, F-R-A-M-E dot com, promo code D-M-A. So for the mom who's listening and, you know, she's all bought in on honor, but she's struggling because she's maybe estranged from a family member that she's not going to see this holiday season or wishes she could talk her through that for yourself and in your story. Absolutely. Well, first, I just want to say I see you and I'm sorry. And this is hard. And the holidays brings up a lot of different emotions and feelings. And, you know, for me, I wish my relationship with my dad was different. Um, He wasn't involved in my life as much as what I would have liked growing up and even now as an adult. And so when the holidays come around, while I am grateful for my own family and I'm grateful for, you know, my mom and my stepdad and my siblings, I'm also holding intention the relationship that I wish that I had, you know, with my biological father and it's okay is what I want to say to you. Like, it's okay to hold those both intention. I think sometimes we think, Oh, I got to be super happy. There's, you know, Christmas songs and we get to be together again from because of the pandemic, you know, and there's is so much to be grateful for, but don't skip over those feelings of your grief and your loss, maybe even anger or sadness that you may be feeling it's okay to be walking through that while you're also celebrating and being grateful for what is. And I think that that we don't grieve well, you know, in the Western part of the world, Uh, we don't take the time to lament and to sit in those emotions that feel uncomfortable. And so, um, this has been a big part of a lot of the conversations that I've had with a lot of friends lately is it's okay to just sit with those emotions during this time. And if you need to take five, you know, meaning like get away from your family for a second, go out on the the patio or the porch or go get yourself a Starbucks coffee and then come back um, so that you can cry it out. That's okay, mama. Like that's okay. Uh, The holidays are super weighty and God is going, the God of comfort is going to meet you in those moments. Um, But just know that you're not alone, but take the time that you need to feel those feelings and recognize that holding those two intention, the amazing great feelings and the sadness um, and the loss is okay. Have you ever had holidays with your biological dad or is that something that you've recently given up? Yeah. So it's always um, on a tail end of, you know, I, I go and I always, we stay with my mom and my stepdad. That's where I was raised in that home. Uh, but it has always been a lot of I feel like pressure on me as a child to figure out, am I going to take my, my family over to his house? Is he going to come, you know, over, thankfully everyone gets along, but you know, is he going to come over to my mom's house? And it's just always this tug of war that I feel like I have to play where I want to try to make everyone happy. And as the child in this scenario, 
it has always been really, really hard. It doesn't matter how old I am. I still, I still feel that that little Rachel that is holding like this life over here and trying to make everyone get along and how am I going to do this? And it's stressful, Heather. Like it's, it's stressful. I feel like it's a lot of pressure that's put on me that I believe is unfair, (laughs) you know, for my parents not working out and for, you know, all of that, you know, all of just us being human and, and how there's brokenness in the world. And so, yeah, every holiday, I feel that every time that something good in my life happens, I feel that, how do I communicate? How do I, who should I spend time with? I mean, it's just a theme in my life that is really hard. And and so if you come from a, a home that, you know, was broken up at some point, goodness, it's hard. It's, it's super hard. And no matter how old you are, you still find yourself back in that, that little person, you know, thinking about what could have been, but God, he's, he's a, the mender. And even though that is still very present in me, whenever I'm, it's around the holidays, he comforts me, you know, and I, and I find my way, I find my way, but it's hard. And I'm thinking back to the whole honor. It's hard when you're trying to treat them both special. Yeah but it doesn't, it's clunky and it doesn't seamlessly come together. And like you said, you're the one holding that tension as the child, which feels unfair. And I know, I know, I know, I know that so many people listening are in a similar situation and you saying it's hard helps them know they're not doing something wrong if it is hard. Right. Yeah, we are. We tend to uh, do this with ourselves. We think that we're the only one. And that's why it's, uh, and we're not, but that's why it's so important um, for us to have, even if it's just one or two, but a few faithful friends and followers of Jesus that are going to say, Hey, Heather, I see you in that emotion or Hey, Rach, like, um, I may not know what that's like, you know, to have, you know, a a broken home and and what that's like, but um, I want to sit with you in that. And I think that this is a way that we can come close to one another during the holidays, Uh, reach out to your friends that have maybe lost a loved one and are going to be grieving over the holiday season, or you know that their family situation is tough. Um, Be thinking about those people in your life where the holidays may not be all cheery and figure out how you can um, come close to them and hold space if they need to, you know, share with you or sit with you, or you need to pray with them. Um, but that's one of the ways that we can honor one another over the holidays is reaching out to our friends and loved ones that we know are going to be faced with a hard time or some conflicting feelings over the holidays. It was really helpful for me. I have this um, life team of like 60 year old men and a couple counselors. It's super helpful. It's life team, but they just said, picture us behind you. Mm. Like as you're going in to whatever challenging interaction, family interaction. And remember you're seen, you're loved, you're worthy. And when it's a hard moment, you just picture they're behind you and with you. And that moment of being seen by them around a circle, it's like, this is why being face to face with friends matters because our place and belonging is in Christ. Our worth comes from God, but Having other people see us and know we are loved means that we don't require it from those family members that aren't capable of giving it to us. And so if it happens, it's a blessing, but it's not a, a need. It removes the stress of the interaction with the family when we can be present with them 
centered and loved by God and others. And so, um, yeah, if you can be that for someone that, you know, is headed into a challenging situation, just say, picture me, I'm there with you. You are loved, you're worthy, you're held. And really that visual helps me so much show people honor when I remember that. Any other tips you have for the mom holding that tension? Like what has worked for you? Yeah, I would say, and this has been a big struggle for me because I'm an Enneagram too. And on the other side of that, the the tough side is, is pride. And so pride, I used to only think of pride as, oh, well, I'm better than you. And that's not really how it typically shows up in people. It shows up like, oh, I don't, I need to just handle this on my own. It's just me and you, God. And, you know, and so um, I would say to also remember that our part is that we need to invite others in. And Mm -hmm. so as we think about the holidays and we think about the hard and we think about getting around tables with our family and friends, go first and tell your friends, hey, Heather, I am going into um, the holidays with my family. This is it always brings up a lot of emotions for me. Could you walk with me and pray with me? And could you um, just keep me in mind as I go and travel to X place? I think that uh, we often want to put all the weight of it on the people that are in our communities to to show up for us. And that is important. We, but we all have a part to play. So it is our friends reaching out to us, but it's also us being honest with what we need and also asking and inviting people in uh, to these tough situations in life. And obviously this isn't just the holidays. This is everything. (laughs) It's just cranked up. This is just cranked up. It's just cranked up, but this has been, this has been a big struggle for me asking for help, um, allowing people into pray for me. It does not mean that we are all weak in our own regard, of course, but it does not mean that they're going to look at us less than they're not going to think that we're not a good mom or a wife or a ministry leader or whatever you do out in the world. But it is showing that we need one another and that none of us have it all together, you know, newsflash. (laughs) And don't you, I mean, to bring up the word again, I know we've said it probably a thousand times in this episode, but I always tell people, thank you for sharing that with me that I feel honored. I feel honored that you let me into that piece. I had that in a phone call this morning with the mom. We were Mm -hmm. talking about what our plans were Mm -hmm. and she shared with me what's going to be hard about it. And I said, thank you. Because honestly, if I had seen where she's going and what she's doing, and I saw the highlight reel on Instagram, there may be this little part of me that was just like comparing, contrasting. Oh, that looks amazing. And I'm not hearing all the backstory and the negative, which is appropriate that she doesn't post that. But when we have these real conversations and we're saying the hard and we're asking for help, Mm -hmm. I'm honored. I'm honored. Yes. It's an honor to be able to, uh, to hold space for other people's stories. Um, it's an honor to be able to have that, that bond. And as you know, sisters in Christ, like this is what we are to do for one another. And so, yes, it is, it is both. And it is going first and sharing and inviting people in. And it's also coming close to others, holding space for their stories, praying and encouraging them along the way. So helpful. So when you're dealing with your parents, Mm -hmm. you said you're the go-between. Yeah. I mean, being the go-between is easier now because I'm an adult and because everybody is, to be honest, happy and healthy and remarried and everyone has their lives. And we've been doing this since I was two years old. You know, my parents got divorced when I was very little. And so um, I'm grateful that there hasn't been any tension 
on that side, but it's just still navigating different families that, you know, everyone has moved on. Everyone has their family over here, family over here. And I'm the in-between, right? <laughs> you know, like when you have the children, that's what still has to bring you back together. Yeah. Uh, so I've learned to navigate it really well, but I would have to say that my parents are believers. And so that obviously helps as well. <laughs> like them knowing that, um, you know, it's not just about them. There is love and honor and respect despite their, you know, their marriage not working out. Um, so I'm grateful for that. And I know that that's not everybody's story. And so, um, yeah, just sitting with anybody during the holidays right now that, that comes from a broken home and is having to navigate those waters. But learning to navigate it well, that you just <laughs> said it like breezy, like I've learned to navigate it well, <laughs> but it was like a, okay, that worked, that didn't work. The mistakes along the way, but uh, yes, yeah, mistakes along the way. And I think, you know, as a child, you can only do so much, right? Um, but I think as an adult, you can begin to set up healthy boundaries and uh, make decisions if you're married with your spouse on what that looks like. And that has taken more effort, more thought, and a lot more tears as I've gotten older and I have my own family. I think it actually got more complicated uh, for me to navigate the different relationships and families when I had my own family. Because it yeah. was it was not just about me anymore. And like, okay, well, I'm going to wake up at my, my mom's house. And then, you know, at about this time, I'm going to go to my dad's. But now it's like, I've got kids that are opening presents all day and are comfortable and have bedtimes. And so there's an even more of a weight when you have your own family and it's not just about you anymore. And so with every season, with every circumstance, that those decisions can be become more complicated and they can change and they may need to be um, revised. And I, so I think also being open to um, allowing God to help you navigate when the seasons change and and knowing that it's not all up to you. Like, I yeah. think that that was huge for me is I had a lot of guilt and shame about, well, why can't, why isn't this easier for me to navigate? And I'm sure my dad wants me to be over there all day, but then I, my heart really wants me here with my mom. And then, you know, I used to just put all this pressure and, and, and my husband actually, Justin actually helped me with this. He's like, babe, this is not all of yours to carry. Yeah. You know, like this is not all of your way to carry. I'm going to help you uh, carry this and we're going to find out what best works for our family. And that's going to look different with small kids as it, you know, when they get a little bit older, it might look a little bit different, but to be open to how navigating these waters can change in every season. Um, and that I don't have to go at it alone. I think that's one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is I don't have to go out at this alone and I am not going to carry the guilt and shame any longer. And that I can love everyone and I can also have loving boundaries in place and not feel bad about it and do what's best for me and my family and be in a healthy spot. So, you know, there's no formula to it, Heather. There's, there's no, no formula. But what I hear you saying is you and your husband coming together saying what's important for our kids and our and our system and our traditions yes. and then setting lines around that space yeah. and then inviting and OK, this is where we have time for. And, and, and being clear in that communication and think, and sometimes when we carry that guilt and shame and we're trying to make everyone happy, we end up making no one happy because we're right. sidestepping all the hard conversations where if you have that confidence and you've, you're walking in unity with your own spouse and you're just, because this can happen. Yes. You're talking about broken relationships, but it can, it can also happen if it's the husband's parents versus your parents. Absolutely. And then you've got a whole thing. So yeah. I, I think. Yes, that honesty of saying this has been a process to navigate. This is 
having boundaries is important, being clear about them, but we can show honor in the midst of it and treat people special. All of that can be available. Yes. And amen. Well, I am so thankful for you. I'm thankful for all of us. If you all haven't checked it out, go check it out. We put links in the show notes. You're going to hear women's stories. Um, There's going to be all kinds of new things coming soon. Yes. New ways to connect. Are you talking about that or is that private? Yeah, I can talk about it. Yeah. Okay. I, so I, all of us is, is a place for you if you're listening. I mean, it's a place for everyday women. We tell in process stories of God's goodness and faithfulness. And we talk and we're talking about honor and holding space for people's stories today. And, and I love to do that over um, in my community. And so coming up in January, 2022, uh, we will start to do uh, more Bible studies and we're going to begin a Patreon club together. And it's just another way that we can get to know one another and go deeper with the Lord and go deeper with one another. You know, we cannot do this life alone. And so when we are leaning into the father and we are linking arms with sisters um, from all different places and spaces. I believe we have hope to see God's kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. So yeah, join us. Love it. We'll link to all of that. Appreciate you being here and sharing from your own story and encouragement to us and have a fantastic Thanksgiving and Christmas. Thank you. Thank you, Heather. Thank you for having me on today. Love to you. Thanks y'all for joining us today. I want to let y'all know that this is the last episode until January of 2022. And if you are the type of gal who, or guy, who likes to receive a weekly episode, I want to invite you to our Patreon. Uh, During December, I will have short pep talks that I'll be releasing in that private RSS feed, which means as a patron, you can set that up and those episodes will just show up in your podcast player of choice and it'll look like you have a new episode each week when everyone else doesn't see one. So pretty cool. Go to patreon.com slash don't mom alone. Also, we are looking at doing a book club to discuss the don't mom alone book with our patrons. So stay tuned either on Instagram or if you get my emails to details about that book club, which will start in January and go for six weeks and uh, maybe ask for the Don't Mom Alone book for Christmas. I don't know. It's a great gift to give your friends and you could all discuss it together. Uh, I'm going to pray for us for these holidays. If you couldn't tell, I have a little bit of a cold from our Thanksgiving trip, which is really neat. So I'm going to pray over all of us in our safety and our joy. Oh, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for how you honored us by leaving heaven, by coming to rescue us, that you didn't require us to get fancy and be ready or be in a place of perfection before you came and to be our rescuer, that your light did shine in the darkness of our world. And I pray, Lord, that we can be that same light to the dark world around us, the world without hope, the world that is struggling. You know, we're struggling in our own hearts, Lord. I pray you would shine that light of hope in whoever's listening right now, that that spirit of hope would just uh, catch their heart on fire. Be reminded of your love and your care, even in our darkest moments. 
that we could be held by you and lifted by you when we have no strength left. I pray that we could be those who bring words of encouragement wherever we go, that it doesn't cost us a dollar to speak life to those around us. And I pray, Lord, for my own heart, that I would be reminded of that as I go throughout my days with my boys, with my husband, with my family, and with um, others, that I could be that light for you and draw them closer to your heart, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, thanks y'all for joining me. 2021, we did it. I mean, this was a big year for me. This was a big year for me. And to keep the podcast going while writing and launching a book was a little bit of a challenge. So thank you for sticking with me. Thank you for all of your listens and your encouragement and your shares. And I will meet you back here next year unless you are joining that Patreon. And I'll see you there. All right. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Don't Mom Alone podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more people and more resources to help remind you that you're not alone, head over to don'tmomalone.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I want you to know the good news, the great news that you're not alone because God has promised to always be with you. With faith in Jesus Christ, the one who died for you and rose again, Jesus said when he left, he was going to leave a helper, a comforter to be with us. God in us. Moms, that's superpower. So while you're washing dishes at your kitchen sink, while you're driving to and from work, while you're feeding that baby late into the night, while you're cleaning sticky floors, God promises to be just as present with you as when you're worshiping in a church pew. As it says in Zephaniah 3:17, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Now that's good news. Have a great day.